Hey guys, what's going on? I'm Carl Zada and I'm here with... Yeah, I'm Kenny Gill and this is our first episode of The Finance Lads. Um, so we're just going to talk about kind of why we want to do this and then we're going to go into how this uh, podcast is kind of look going forward. So, Carl? All right, let's get started. I like it. Uh, I'm a sophomore uh, studying data science and math. And honestly, I'm just really interested in the stock market and investing. I think it's a place where great wealth can be achieved but a lot of people don't really understand what's going on and lose a lot of money. As we could see this last week in crazy shenanigans, like what happens with GameStop and stuff. So I kind of want to get rid of that false information and just give people a an understanding of what the stock market is truly about. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, I'm Kenny Gill. I'm a sophomore at Chatham University. I'm studying business management with a minor in communications um, and planning on going to law school. Um, kind of like Carl said, the market is a place where you can make a lot of money and you can retire early or, or you can just have a, um, a good savings account. Um, so we really wanted to do a podcast on the stock market. However, we thought starting with the basics, starting with savings um, and stuff like that would be a good place to um, start and then move forward into bigger, better things like the stock market. Yeah, I mean, you can't you cannot be make, trying to make money in the stock market if you don't have your basics covered. That's like the first thing you right. need to get your basics covered. Right. And we see a lot of uneducated people that don't understand savings, just the basic savings. Right? Well, I wouldn't say uneducated people. I would just say people who don't have a great grasp of everything. When, when I say uneducated, I don't mean in the sense of college. I'm saying in the sense of how to save money and the best places to put their money. Awesome. So how do you want to do this? All right. So I think that that show is going to go is every, every episode we're going to kind of have a serious topic that we're going to talk about on savings or, um, investing your money and i think as it gets on in the episode we're going to start to talk more about the market some hot stocks what we like to see out there if there's any controversy in the market um, and then have some guests come on um, who are in the field of this and uh, give their insight oh, i like that i like that a lot um, so how often are we going to be recording this i think we're gonna do once a week Carl. once a week i like that i like that a lot okay let's the, get cracking the good news about the market is it's always moving and there's always stuff to talk about <laughs> <laughs> all right so i think how we're going to start this episode is just talk about basic savings um like we said got to start at the basics and i think that's the best place to start so um we're just going to start with the first savings account so dun, dun, dun. savings <laughs> <laughs> all right so carl do you have a savings account i do have a savings account i think it is a useful tool to build up a nice little nest egg and then from there, I can spread out and go into different things. You know, like 85% of Americans don't even have $500 saved. You know, unfortunately, that does not shock me. What do they? Where do they keep their money? They just don't have the savings. They keep it in their checking or they don't have it. That's just a tough go. It's that a crazy really tough go. I mean, they don't even have an emergency fund is what they would call it. $500 for an emergency fund. See, when I think of an emergency fund, I think of at least six months worth of expenses. I think that is the bare minimum target that you should hit before you go anywhere else with your money. I would agree. But some people live paycheck to paycheck, right? That is true. And so 
Well, that's the sad thing is people don't even have that minimum mm-hmm. to have if they ever need extra money flowing. Okay. So how do they get there? Well, let's start with a basic savings account. Sounds good. Let's get into right. it. So a basic savings account for all you listeners out there is a savings account in any bank that you have um, around you. Um, you just go in talk to them about opening a savings account. You deposit your money um, and over time it'll collect interest. So say you put $500 in by the end of the year, it will be more, be worth more than $500 depending on the interest rate that you get on the savings account. Um, your money is safe. Uh, the bank is not going to lose your money. Um, the reason that you gain interest is because you're letting the bank borrow your money. Um, and then there's no penalty on a basic savings account to take it out unless you've made a deal with a higher interest rate on the savings account. And all the banks in the U.S. are FDIC insured, so you're right. not going to lose your money, right? They're Correct. not going to steal it. All right. Correct. And the good news about a basic savings account is you need a low minimum to start the savings account. So other ones, you need more money even to start it. A normal basic savings account at any bank, it's pretty minimal, maybe $20. And you can start your savings account. See, I think the thing that gets a lot of people is why not just keep it in my checking account? Why should I be putting it into a savings account? And Because of interest, right? Exactly. You have a higher interest rate in a savings account. That is why the banks are using your money. Your money's not just sitting there. They're right. investing it. They're right. doing all that stuff, overnight loans and moving money back and forth because they have certain requirements that they, that they need to meet. Correct. So that's why a lot of savings accounts are limited to six withdrawals in a month because they, they're right. using that money. Right. But people don't get that because they're using that money. You can't be taking money out all the time. Right. So that's also why they pay you that higher interest rate. Well, and I think as well as it's, it's smart on the banks, but it's also good for the people is if you only have a limit to withdraw, it's less you're less expected to go take money out, right? Because you know you have a limit. So it helps keep you regulated on what, what that money is doing in that account and how much you take out. So, um, I mean, I know with me, I only get three transfers a month out of my savings account. Oh, wow. Or Yeah. And so I see that I'm down to two and I'm like, oh, God, I can't even transfer anymore. <laughs> and so it, it helps me save that money in there. So Remind me not to use your bank. Okay. I will. <laughs> All right, so the next type of savings account is a certificate of deposit account or a CD account. Um, this is just like a normal savings account where you uh, put a minimum balance in depending on what it is with the bank. Um, however, with these, it's usually a higher interest rate, but there's a catch. So with these higher interest rates, um, although that's fortunate and good for everyone, you have a bigger penalty if you take money out and you have to put it in for an agreed amount of time. So for example, I have a buddy who put a certain amount of money in the summer in a CD account, but he had to put it in for two years. Um, but he got a higher interest rate on it because he agreed to a two year deal. Um, and that means that he can't touch the money for two years unless, and, or he'll have a big penalty. Um, he took the money out already. So he had to pay 10% on the, on the deposit, um, just to grab that money back out. Um, so really was it worth it for him? No, but in the long run, if he would have stuck it out for two years, it would have been worth a lot more money. I think a lot of people, if when we go into turmoil times, like how we expect how what we experienced last year in the stock market, we experienced a bear market. People are so quick to pull their money out. Yes. Instead of riding through the wave and letting it go. And back it, maybe even investing more during the bear market. That that is a common philosophy to start pulling more money. Again, not everywhere, 
do your research. Right. But investing in a company is where they're undervalued. Right. And I mean, that's that's what my uncle is a day trader. And he says, you know, when it's the bear market, it's when you got to get in. Right. Because mm -hmm. eventually, even if it's two, three years, that market, it's going to come back. And that's how the market works. It's up and down. Yeah, I, I know that a lot of people that if you just consistently invest in the market, let's say you put in $100 every month, you're better off than trying to, you know, escape the low and then trying to get back in and that and trying to time everything. If you're just consistently putting money in, you're better off in the future than pulling your money out the minute it goes down, right? Completely agree. Nice. All right. So like the last part of our boring business here, our last savings account we're going to talk about is a money market fund. Um, because the government has lowered interest rates, this is not much off of a basic savings account anymore. Um, it used to pay more interest like a CD account. Um, but now it's, it's pretty much like a savings account. However, you can get checks and, um, even a debit card with a market, uh, with a money market account, which I think could defeat the purpose of having a savings account, knowing that you have a debit card and you can spend directly out of it and write your checks out of it. Um, but the whole point was that it built more interest rate, um, but the government has cut down on those interest rates. So it's, unless you find a place that's offering much higher, it's no different anymore than a normal savings account. I think that due diligence is what's really needed because when we're looking at all of these things, right? Every, every company is built differently. Everyone has different interest rates. You still need to do your due diligence to find one that will match your goals and give you your highest return. You can find this. It just takes time, right? And the same with the market. You just got to research. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to quit your nine to five and research about no. it, but maybe an hour a day, yeah. even less. I think I read. I try and read about a thirty minute article a day. Perfect. And it kind of gets me updated on what's going on in the stock market, what potentially is going to rise, what's going to fall. Um, you don't even need to spend money on some of these. I mean, I know a lot of people that are uh, professional spend money to read different kind of articles. You don't need to do that if you're just starting out. The free articles, they give you basic outline. They tell you kind of how the market works, what's going on, what stocks are possibly hot. Um, and it's it's at the click of a button on your phone, your computer. It's right there. I'd say all the big names investing, like the Warren Buffetts, the Peter Lynch's, they all agree that you don't need to be an expert to make money in the stock market. Agreed. You just need to do a little bit of research, stay within your realm of reason, and just be smart with your finances. They say more people, uh, Peter Lynch has a quote about this, how more people spend time researching a new appliance for their kitchen than they do investing in a company. They hear a whisper about it on a bus and they'll invest in it. That's crazy. They'll put their entire life savings in a company they know nothing about. That's crazy. That's crazy. I did not know that. Learn a little something every day, huh, Carl? Absolutely. All right. So I hit them with the boring stuff, Carl. Let's get into something interesting. Well... Before we do that, let's talk about some common pitfalls that people run into when they're trying to build up their oh, okay. savings like account and building up their worth. So a lot of people go zero to 100, right? They're like, okay, I want to start investing. I'm going to stop spending money on everything, and I'm just going to put all my money into an investment account, which causes some major problems, right? Right. <laughs> like if you're going out to dinner and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, I'm not going to go out anymore. I'm not going to buy this. You're going to be pretty miserable. I would agree. You need to kind of set a plan where you're able to start setting money aside, but you're not affecting your lifestyle so much that you become miserable. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's 
we see it so much as people want to make a quick buck, right? As uh-huh. fast as they can. They're like, oh my God, if I just invest all my money right now in this, I know it's going to go up. I'm going to make money. I'm going to pull out. And it's the worst thing you can do. The most successful people in the stock market are the ones that are looking for those opportunities that will mature in 10, 15, 20 years. Right. Yeah, you hear stories about people making quick buck overnight. But those people, like they're so far and few in between. Most people need to just play the long game. It's not going to be an overnight thing. But when you're old, you'll have a nice little nest egg. You'll maybe be able to pay for your kids' college. You'll have a nice retirement. It's that's the way to do it. I mean, it's that's, a long game. I think that's the game we're playing, right? Oh, absolutely. Carl and I both have Roth IRAs. Uh, if you don't know what a Roth IRA is, it's an investment account for retirement. You can take it out at 59 and a half. Uh, and we're looking to retire at 59 and a half, hit the golf courses, hit a couple <laughs> cruise lines, and not have to worry about working anymore. Yeah, that's the way to do it. You need to play the long game. Another thing a lot of people do is they, they get right into investing, they get right into it, and they want to diversify. They hear about the word diversify, right? You need to diversify your portfolio. But if I only have $1,000, why am I diversifying? I don't have enough money to diversify. Right. I need to first start making gains in order to diversify. I agree. But I do think it's important to, like you said earlier, not dump all your money directly into one stock. Mm-hmm. If you have $1,000, you can invest in two to three stocks. And for them, that's diversifying. Yeah. You, okay. don't want all your, you don't want all your money in one because if it goes down, especially if you haven't done your research, you lose that money. Yeah, okay. Maybe that's not what I'm getting at. I'm more getting at that you need to be able to put – you need to put money in your savings account, right? We agree that's kind of the first place. You that's need that first nice step, little nest First step. But then you can slowly get into a stock here and you can slowly get into another stock here. Yep. Don't all of a sudden be like, okay, well, I have $100. I'm going to buy 20 different stocks at $5 a share. I agree. Then you're just going to get stripped apart by the market. I know many people that have one to two shares in in like five to 10 companies instead of having 15 to 20 shares in two to three companies. One share isn't going to make you money. It's not going to make you money. I'm sorry. No, no. Sorry to tell you that. I think that a lot of people are just, they're just eager to make money. They see, they see the green and red in the charts and they're just ready to go. It's kind of turned into almost a gambler's paradise a little bit here. Yep. People want to make a quick buck. Yeah. We need to get away from that a little bit, huh? I agree. What else you got for us, Carl? I think that's it with the common pitfalls. I think it's news time. I'm ready for the news. All right. The market has been crazy. The market has been. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. What do you want to hit first? Okay. I want to... Okay. We need need to talk about GameStop. We have to. GameStop. Where people made a quick buck. People made a quick buck, but... A lot of people lost a lot of money too. That is true. That is true. You saw that even after they started going down, right? The bears were tearing it apart. When I say bear, a bear market is when the market's going down. A bull market is when the market's, market's going, going up. up. Yeah. Just a nice little education bit right there. So let's, for everyone who doesn't know about GameStop, let's give them a little history on what happened. Okay. Okay. So an investment company tweeted and made it known that they were going to short GameStop. They saw no value in GameStop and put it out there that it's worth no money. Don't buy GameStop. Don't invest in GameStop. Hoping to short the stock, right? A short stock means that they're predicting the price is going to go down. I I think that is such a, 
a terrible move on so many parts. You are betting against an American company that employs a bunch of American citizens, and then you're you're hoping that it goes down. And maybe where money. gaming is at its highest with with Corona and quarantine, everyone's gone into some kind of gaming and GameStop, especially with our generation, was huge as when we were kids. So, yeah, I mean, all of us out there, the millennials and the Gen Zs, that's all we knew. Yeah, I mean, I understand why they shorted it. I think they were down, what was oh, it? Minus 424. I completely agree. GameStop doesn't have a lot of value left as online buying becomes more and more popular. Yeah, their uh, their earnings, their quarter earnings were pretty bad. They've been losing money. So mm-hmm. I see how they use their fundamentals in order to short it. But still, to make it known that you're going to short a company on that level. I And I think that was their mistake. And that gets us into what the reddit community did oh gosh <laughs> so once people saw this that people uh, that this investment company was going to short gamestop someone on reddit got very upset and decided to try and band the country together and put their money in gamestop and do the opposite of what this investment company was doing instead of shorting it they wanted to see it skyrocket so that the the investment company lost millions. Did you see that the guy who was in charge of that now has a Hollywood movie deal? Yes. I'm not going to watch that yes, movie. They're doing a movie on it. Are on you? The, no, I'm not watching it. Yeah, I, I don't know how great of a movie that's going to be. It's it's mind-boggling <laughs> that this person who was in his basement said, you know what? I want to make someone try and lose money because I'm a Reddit person and I'm a gamer and got the whole Reddit community together. And shot GameStop up, what was it, almost $400 at one point, a share. It was, it was absurd. Hey, but what is Reddit? Like, what is it? I think you better know that than me. Okay, it's kind of like Twitter. Okay. All, you're, all you're doing is, you're, it's just basically a tweet, and you can upvote or downvote. So you can like or dislike things, and you go into forums based upon what you like. That's all it is. It's not some crazy like trading platform you can get yeah and you can get a lot of your like known questions answered on reddit as well correct oh yeah i uh i have a buddy who like he's really into like vikings he's just like a 10 year old kid like he's on reddit and he's on like some viking form so he just learns about vikings all day like that's all it really is it's just another social media platform that i'd say isn't as popular as the big ones like instagram and twitter and facebook but but wow, did they do something extraordinary? Yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts? You uh, you a Wall, you a Wall Street bets guy, or are you uh, you gonna I, side with the SEC or the <laughs> the big boys? I thought it was funny. I mean, I like to see the big boys lose some money. Okay. However, I I don't agree with that type of market manipulation, um, especially because yes, people made a lot of money, a quick buck, and yes, the investment companies lost money. But a lot more people lost more money trying to buy into GameStop when it was in the hundreds of dollars. And now GameStop is continually falling and falling. And these people are down probably anywhere from fifty to two hundred dollars a share. Oh, they were I had I had friends texting me like after it was basically over and the shares were just falling yeah. and falling. And they're like, hey, like, do you think I should get into this stock? It's like, have you not been paying attention to what the price is? Everyone's just seeing GameStop mania, and they're still right. willing to put in so much money right. because it's GameStop to the moon. Right? Yeah, into the moon, right? That was Barstool, right? They they kept saying hold. They wanted everyone to hold. They wanted these investment companies to keep losing money, but 
that's the thing. When people make this quick buck, they're going to sell out. Why would they hold? They made the money. Get out before it falls. Do you know uh, it was that hedge fund that tweeted they lost like $13 billion, billion yeah. in that one day. It yeah. was one Wednesday. They lost $13 billion just on GameStop alone. Yep. That, I think they got bailed out by another investment company, actually. Really? Yeah. I'll have to do my research on that. We'll talk about it next episode. But, um, but yeah, like I said, I like to see the, the big guys lose. However, this was a huge, huge, I don't even know what word to say. Uh, I think that was just a huge bl- blow to the investment world. Yeah. Like what we hold dear and how we expect the market to work. Right. It was like a vigilante band. Yes. Which, regardless of whether you agree with it or not, that's it's outside it's outside the comfortable norm. I happened. think I think as two guys who invest in the market and believe in long term returns, that kind of upset us a little bit. It was like this is not how it's supposed to work. This is not how our market works. Yeah, I mean that volatility, and they they were doing it with AMC Entertainment. Yep, yeah, uh, AMC shoot up. Blackberry. Yep. And now the new one is Dogecoin, which you can't invest in Dogecoin on many platforms, but they're trying to get Dogecoin to a dollar. And if you don't know anything about Dogecoin, it was created as a meme. Oh gosh. And now it's almost up to a dollar a share. It was trading at like not even a cent when this whole thing started. Dogecoin's a uh, cryptocurrency. Correct. But it was created as out of a meme. It wasn't created to use actual cryptocurrency. Okay, so it wasn't like based on the P2P, the peer-to-peer system that like uh, Bitcoin and no. Ethereum and those other cryptocurrencies are based off of. Nope. That- it's just another way for the for the vigilantes to, to make some quick money in the market. Well, you know, the vigilantes have been getting in a little bit of trouble this week. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you saw this, but the SEC actually limited trading on penny stocks I on Thursday because they... They're now scared. Like everyone's gonna try these pump and dumps. Yep. And where are you gonna go? Like, are you gonna go try to do it to a Fortune 500 company? They don't have the money for that. But you go into the penny stocks where you're trading at what a dollar share less. The it the penny stocks platform or the over the counter stocks are where they don't meet the criteria to be traded on the Nasdaq or the right. New York Stock Exchange. Right. And I think the minimum needed is about $5 a share. I think that is- Yeah, that's the minimum to become out of a penny stock, I believe. Yeah, that's just one of the many requirements needed. But where you're going to go if you have a large group of people that maybe don't have enough money to manipulate these higher stocks that have huge market caps, you're going to go to the penny stocks. So they had to limit trading because people were trading. It was some healthcare company from Minnesota- just all over the place. They're trying to do these pump and dumps. Right. And I, and we see that with Robinhood, which I think takes us to our next point, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Robinhood. What, what are your thoughts? You a Robinhood fan or no? I'm not a Robinhood fan. I think Robinhood is a place where people think they can start investing and make money and they don't know what they're actually doing. I can get behind that. I, I have a lot of friends that ask about, hey, should I get into Robinhood? Like it's, it, it is a great platform. If you don't have the money to meet a lot of minimums, Robinhood is a great place. It's a great place to start. But I think that people get into it and think if I just throw money in this one stock, it's like I'm starting to make money. People don't understand when you get a platform like Robinhood or any kind of investment platform, you need to do your research. You need to know what you're doing. And we saw that this summer 
when that kid who thought he was $730,000 in debt from Robin Hood and he took his own life. Oh, that was so sad. That was big news in the uh, investing world. Just a teenager. Yeah. He's our it's, age. It's the options trading market that has started this. That's where it is. And by the way, I just want to say that uh, Penny Stock Company was Spectra Science, a Minnesota healthcare company, where the all the traders were flooding in. Okay. But I think it's sad. It's the options market that was kind of ruining it. We'll get into that in a later episode, but... It's, uh, it's just a little different than buying just a regular stock and wanting it to go up and down. You have a lot more buying power in the right. options market. Right. But Robinhood, I, they did change the way other investment companies and other brokerages have to do their trades because of the $0 commissions. I can get behind that. But a lot of people don't realize that the how they make their money off that. Do you know how they make the money off that? Not 100%. Educate okay. me. To get rid of the zero to get rid of commission fees, what okay. they're doing is any money in your account that isn't being currently traded, they get to invest themselves. Interesting. I so know that. this is what Charles Schwab, TD Ameritrade, which is now owned by Charles Schwab, all these big brokerages, that's what they're doing is they're using the model that Robinhood really created and they're investing other people's money. And you don't get you. I think you get like a point zero zero one percent of that gain because Return. they can't take it completely away from you. But they're using your money to make money, and that's how they can. That's how they can use this new model. And Robinhood really brought that to the limelight. In that they they have changed the world. I don't know about for the better, but they've really changed it. I, I and I think. I want to go back to my point. I don't think Robinhood's a bad place to to invest. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think that it's just a lot of people who are trying to begin and who don't want to do the research think that Robinhood is the place to go. And I think that Robinhood and the investors need to do more. Uh, the investors need to do more research. I think Robinhood needs to be, do a better job of helping people walk through kind of what investing is. But do you think that falls on Robinhood or the people? Ultimately, it's the people, but I think Robin Hood understands now after this summer and with that teenager, what investing with with amateurs looks like and how people can lose a lot of money real quick on their site and the backlash. I mean, they're they're in a lawsuit right now with the family, so I think that in order for Robin Hood to to cut their losses um, with people and lawsuits in the future, I think they need to help educate. Yeah, well, I mean, they have an IPO coming up uh, I saw this that. year. They. Uh... They actually had to raise money because of the whole GameStop. That's why they had to stop trading GameStop, GameStop for a little bit. Right. They had to start raising money. And so people were able to buy into the IPO at a certain price. So they'll get so many shares for right. helping them raise the money that they could uh, give the banks in order to cover their assets, which is crazy. I guess we'll have to keep on reading and keep on seeing where it goes. Yeah, we're going to have to follow that story for sure. Absolutely. Well, any more news? I don't think we have more news, but we would like to get to our hot stock of the week. All right. What's your hot stock of the okay, week? Okay. So my hot stock, it's it's a long-term stock, and I'll explain why. So my hot stock is Ford Motor Company. Oh, okay. Okay. American American car company. So, And I'll give you kind of a little background on why I think it's the good stock to invest in for a couple-year investment. I bought in the summer at 5 40 a share. It's now trading just over $11 a share. Um, the reason is, is because they're trying to get into the electric car field. 
They're putting a lot of money and assets into getting into that field. They have a company here in Pittsburgh. Um, they own 40% of Argo AI, which is a self-driving vehicle car. Um, but the reason I say that now to invest in it is because Vanguard, okay, the company that Carl and I both use for our Roth IRA accounts. Um, just huge, huge mutual fund company. Huge. Great. They handle over a trillion dollars. Oh, they're awesome. Love they're, them. If you guys open investment accounts, we recommend Vanguard right now. Um, anyways, they just bought 7.4% of the shares in Ford. They are now the biggest stakeholder. And why would a big company like that invest in them if they don't see upside? And I've been seeing upside since the summer. I think that they're going to make it through. I think that they're going to get into the electric car field, um, especially with companies like Vanguard investing in them. I like that. I know, uh, was it, I think it's in Georgia though. They've run into a little bit of problems with one of their plants, but the chips, it's the chip yes. plant yeah. where we'll have to see, we'll, we'll have to see what happens there, but awesome. Well, I look forward to seeing what happens with that. No hot stocks from you. No hot stocks for me this week. I'm okay. just, I'm not liking anything this week, but we'll see what happens in the future. Okay. Well, listeners, we appreciate you listening to our first episode of the finance lines. Uh, we will be back next Sunday with some more information, more updated news. I think we got to follow a lot of things in the stock market this week, such as Robinhood and GameStop, and uh, see if Robinhood can move forward with their IPO here. Until then, take it easy and take it slow. <laughs> Have right. a good one. Thank you.